Hey everybody, it's your local psychologist here, Psych Chrissy. Welcome to the Well AF podcast where all of your health and wellness is delivered in a no BS manner. Before you wreck yourself, yeah. Hey, hey, hey everybody, it's Psych Chrissy here and welcome to another broadcast of The Life Crusher Live. It's okay everybody, I'm back again. I took a little break last week or not so much a break. We've just been building like the best skin business um, this side of the world. <laughs> so last Tuesday night was our skin needling launch and we were very, very busy bees down at Infinity Wellness Centre and my live was actually taken up with all of the awesome skin needling that was going on and we had models going and we had instructors going and if you watch the video, it was all happening. So yeah, I apologise for not being able to run my Life Crusher live last week, but I was getting busy with skin. Um, and if all you guys know Psych Chrissy very well, you know that one of the reasons why she put skin in her clinic is because she's freaking addicted to it. Addicted to amazing skin. So if you didn't know that about me, that's a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a Psych Chrissy tidbit. <laughs> it's no surprise that I love skin and that's why it's in my wellness setup. But um, how are you all doing out there? Um, it's been a bit of a, a Psych Chrissy sort of roller coaster over the last few weeks. I've been crazy busy as usual. Um, our first Mind Body Boot Camp has kicked off post winter. So we're really, really pumped about that. And we're just also, even though we're three weeks in now, we're kind of starting to get ready for the next one. Um, and also stay tuned because we're going to be rolling out another program. Um, it's a much smaller program, um, much less of a commitment from people, but myself and Coach Mel are teaming up to produce a really kick-ass, amazing wellness program that will be available to absolutely everybody on the planet that consumes Infinity Wellness So um, on the Facebook page. So that's really exciting, but I'm not going to give away too much yet. So hey, Paige. Um, stay tuned for that um, exciting project that we're going to have rolling out that's everything wellness related. So tonight on Life Crusher Live, I want to talk to you guys about something um, and it's a bit of a tricky subject because we all have probably done it from time to time. Hey Nikki, hi Lee, thanks for joining Site Chrissy tonight. Um, it's a it's a funny old thing and we, and they often call it enabling. So are you I suppose you can be an enabler and also you can almost manipulate people in your life to be an enabler depending on what it is that you're trying to get supporters for. So let let me define what I'm talking about here. So basically what would we would define as an enabler is an unhelpful supporter. So basically what they do is they come on board and they encourage behaviours from people or they make unhelpful comments that unfortunately feeds into people getting stuck. You know, so for me, it's brutal. Like I will, I forever, you know, have clients come to me, hey Megan, 
and they'll say to me, oh, it's like Chrissy, um, you know, um, I've had a chat with my husband, you know, about some of the, the things that we spoke about in therapy the other day. And those strategies that you've asked me to put in place, we just feel like it's a little bit much at the moment. And I sit there and I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> because hubby's a, a pseudo-psychologist, um, you know, he kind of probably knows what's going on in the psychological domain. And I, I don't mean to get all kind of cynical on you guys, but sometimes there's people out there that are just going to piss in your pocket. <laughs> For a whole range of reasons, I'm going to explain why they might be pissing in your pocket. Um, and, you know, some of it is about... They don't want to create conflict, so pretty much they will just agree with anything that it is that you've said. So, for example, you know, this client that, that comes to me and says, oh, Psych Chrissy, you know, I, I've spoken to a few people about some of the changes that we've got to make and they really, they agree with me, you know, they don't think it's a really good time and, you know, and I'll ask them obviously some questions about, you know, the conversations they've had and that sort of thing. But it's pretty much people not knowing what to do they sometimes feel like they're backed into a corner um, and they agree for the sake of not hurting your feelings or not wanting to create discomfort, you know, or, or a conflict. So sometimes they know that what they're saying to you is probably the wrong thing to say or deep down they know, oh shit, you know, I really do feel like that um, Susie should be making those changes right now, but I really don't want to get on her bad side or I really, you know, don't want to have that uncomfortable conversation. So enablers take the easy road, man. They're like, this is just too hard to have this conversation. So I'm going to agree for the sake of agreeing, just to make my own life easier. <laughs> which is so unhelpful because unfortunately they help embed some of the unhealthy behaviors or the, the unhealthy things that that person's got going on for them. Um, and then it creates, I suppose, a level of support for some of those unhelpful behaviors. And I will often, you know, prisons are a shocker as well. You know, I will get um, uh, offenders come to groups saying, well, they don't say psych Chrissy, they say, miss, you know, my mum says this program's a crock of shit. And I'll be like, okay, so this is, guys, let me add some context here. This program is probably an, a, a program designed to treat violent behaviour or to treat kind of chronic offending behaviour. So you got a bloke coming in going, my mum says this program's a crock of shit. And I'm like, okay, Johnny, you tell me why your mum says that. Um, and he says, because my mum says that I should be out there helping her with bits and pieces and not stuck in prison. And pretty much at the moment, your program's preventing me from getting parole because I've got to finish the bloody thing before they'll let me out. So I go, okay, Johnny. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, if we let little Johnny out tomorrow, what do you think he'd be doing the next day? Reoffending? and coming back to prison, you know, so sometimes enablers are also about getting their own needs met in the moment, that there's something that they need from the person that um, kind of outweighs their desire to allow that person to go and get what they need from a psychological perspective or to make the changes that they need to make because at the moment they feel like their needs are paramount. Um, so there's lots of functions of enabling behaviours and there's lots of reasons for why it happens, but in essence, it's totally unhelpful and it's not so much, you know, sometimes people can get really stuck 
in enabling patterns like, you know, substance abusers, for example, um, you know, really worn down family members will unfortunately make decisions or it may seem like they're encouraging the behavior because there's a judgment from people about, well, why don't you kick him out? Why don't you, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? That's not necessarily enabling behavior. Like sometimes it can be people that are really tired and worn out and just feel like they're incapable of challenging the behavior or they just can't deal with it anymore. You know, so there is, I suppose, at some level of empathic response that we sometimes have to undertake for people that are not necessarily, they don't have the capacity to challenge the behavior anymore or put boundaries in place because they're so friggin' worn out. You know, so that can go on too. That can feed into enabling behavior. And, and that can also, if you feel like maybe you're enabling certain behaviors in others that you don't really agree with, but you're just you know, you don't have the capacity or the ability or the energy or the, I suppose, the motivation to challenge that behavior as well. Like there's reasons for it too. But the other side of the coin is the people that go and seek support for their own unhelpful behaviors. So sometimes an enabler is an unsuspecting individual <laughs> that does not even know that they're enabling behavior because Susie comes over and she goes, hey, you know, so my psychologist um, or whoever it is, so Joe Blobs thinks that, you know, they've really got a good idea about why it is that I do this behavior. But you know what? I don't really think that's the case. And listen to me, enabler, let me present you all of the evidence that I think is the reason for why they're wrong. So the person will sit there and they'll go, well, they don't know this and they don't know that and they, they don't realize this about me and they don't understand this about me and they don't understand that I don't have time and that I'm feeling overwhelmed. And, I'm, and then pretty soon the person's going, Susie, you're right. Absolutely. They really don't understand all of that stuff that's getting in the way of you making those. How dare that person? They're just... They just don't even know you, Susie. Like, how dare they make those suggestions or they, they really don't know you at all. And then what's happened is the person has been manipulated into agreeing with that person. So if you really want to, and you've got a certain point of view or a discomfort attached to something that has been pointed out to, has been pointed out to you or something that has been told to you about whether it's feedback or something that you need to change, Sometimes we do go and look for support in others and we actually manipulate the situation so that we actually get that person on board with what it is that we're saying. But in essence, it's unhelpful because there's a reason potentially why, you know, your, your boss or, or your mate or your psychologist or your doctor or whoever it is has come to you and said, um, listen, you know, I think there's something that you need to reconsider here and these are the reasons why. And for whatever reason, Susie's not been ready to hear it. And then she'll go out and present her side of the story in a particular way to try and get people on board and supporting whatever it is to say. So it's a very sort of twisted web around somebody that's stuck in the middle of maybe needing to make some change, not being ready to hear what it is that they need to change, and then going and finding the support for their own avoidance. It can be a very, you know, and, and you guys have heard me speak about shit town. 
Um, and the fact that I renamed the comfort zone shit town because I was sick of people saying to me, oh, but it's my comfort zone. And, you know, and, and they make up excuses as to reasons why they don't want to change behavior. And then they stay stuck, you know. So I renamed that shit town, obviously, because it's like no one's happy there. They know they need to make change, but they just aren't able to get themselves over the line with um, taking action to get themselves out of that situation. So often people that are stuck in shit town have also gone and got, got some supporters around that. They've gone, they've gone and fed some people some legitimate sort of arguments that they feel like will influence others. And then unfortunately, some of those people have got on board with that. And it makes it really difficult. So for the person over here that's given the feedback or they're trying to motivate this person to do something different, different or... It's really hard when someone is then presenting, oh, but then, you know, I went and explained my situation to old mate Sammy over there and Sammy actually agrees with me. You know, and as a psychologist, it's really tough work, you know, when people not only are having difficulty with hearing what it is that you have to say and taking on board different things that might actually enhance their lifestyle, but then they go and act in really destructive ways in trying to get other people on board with that. You know, and some of the strategy or some of the, the things that I do with that in, is I really try and balance perspective. And, you know, I and I ask the person, um, you know, do you think that they agreed with you because they don't want you to feel bad or they want to, um, you know, they want to soothe you in some way or they want to stroke your ego or, they, you know, so I do present other reasons for that person over there Um coming on board with what it is that they're saying. The other thing that I often like to do is also just ask why they've felt the need to go to somebody else and clarify um, whether what they've been asked to do is fair and reasonable. You know, what what is it about them that makes them unable to make that call for themselves or to critically uh, touch base um, or to analyze that or to have a think about it or reflect or whatever whatever it is they need to do independently to then come to their own decision you know so and often it, it is those inner grit pillars that I've you know banged on about forever and ever you know low self-esteem low resilience um, and what's my I've just had a brain fade around my inner grit pillars um, low self-worth low self-esteem um, and not having enough resilience Thank you, Psych Chrissy. Um, it's often deficits in those areas that make someone um, want to go out and find support for their own avoidance or, or their own destructive behaviours. So it's really tricky. Um, and I suppose I'm gonna I'm gonna throw two two things out there. One message for somebody that's enabling, and one message for somebody that's going out and looking for supporters for their avoidance. So what I would say to the supporter of the person look going out and looking for supporters is, you know, why are you doing that? You know, what is the function of that behaviour? What would happen if you just were able to sit in the moment and consider, you know, what it was that was being said to you that was overwhelming or difficult to digest? Or are there some alternative viewpoints? Yes, you've got your own view on it. I'm not ready for that. I'm stressed. I'm overwhelmed. I can't do it. But is there an alternative? You know, is there an alternative viewpoint on that? Is there, could there be benefit? Or is there some legitimacy to what that person is saying? So they actually reflect on the feedback and that you look at different points of view as to why that feedback might be provided, whether there's a difference um, in perspective that you need to take. And then the advice that I would give to the enabler 
Um, and like I said, there's different reasons why people enable. So if the enabler is about just avoiding knowing deep down that this person probably needs to make some change, but they don't want to create conflict and they don't want to create a sense of discomfort for that person. I would say a lot of the time it does come back to their own just not knowing what to say. You know, so maybe just having some communication difficulties or not knowing how to word it without maybe creating offence or, or, you know, someone being resistant to that. So I think that um, it's always good to go and chat to someone else about it. You know, I often... Um, you know, because sometimes I'm not backwards in coming forwards um, in some of my feedback to people. And, and I'm not everybody's cup of tea as far as a psychologist goes. But sometimes I will go and consult, whether it be, um, you know, with my own coach or with my colleagues or with other um, professionals about, look, I've got to have this really difficult conversation to have with someone. Do you think this would be too harsh? Or how would you modify this? Or, or how would you say this to maximise the chances that someone might be able to receive this behaviour or receive this feedback in a positive way. You know, so sometimes going and seeking out that level of support can be really helpful and then it arms you with some ideas of how to then reapproach that person and say, hey, Susie, you know when you said to me before um, that, you know, somebody gave you some feedback that maybe you needed to change this, um, you know, asking some questions about that, like, have you had a think about it? You know, do you think maybe it's something that you would take on board? I know I said to you before that I didn't really, you know, um, I, I thought it was a bit harsh of the person, but there might be something in that that you could take away. What would it be? You know, so you're not smashing them and going, oh, I actually changed my mind. I've agreed with that person now and oh, I was pissing in your pocket. <laughs> you don't have to do that. It's about having the language and the skill and the confidence to be able to deliver that feedback in a helpful way that's the key. Um, now, then there's the other side of the enabler that they don't realise that um, somebody is just getting them on board and they're agreeing and they're believing actually what the person is saying. And I would get you to really sort of take a step back from that and appreciate that sometimes there is one side of the story, you know, and, and often what we are presented, well, most of the time, is what we're being presented from people that might be venting or complaining about the feedback they've had is that it's, you know, it's one side of the story. It's their perspective. It's their, you know, so often even when I have friends sort of talking to me about, you know, things that they're going through or challenges that they're having and able to be a supportive friend, sometimes I just ask questions about it. You know, oh, why do you reckon they would have said that? Um, you know, what was it about what you were doing that seemed to annoy them? So rather than just agreeing with them for the sake of agreeing, I just get them to reflect more. I'm not necessarily giving them opinion or giving them a, you know, because at the end of the day, it's sort of up to them. Um, it's it's their decision as to what they want to do about the situation and I'm there to listen but I'm not there to pass advice or to give judgment or or whatever I'm just a sounding board um, and yeah rather than side with one person or another I'm just providing a supportive sort of stance so there we go guys there's some some ideas I suppose on you know the function of enabling um, support um, or unhelpful support but then hey Alicia hey Steph um, but then also how it actually happens you know sometimes you're not aware that you're becoming an enabler sometimes you're not aware that someone is deliberately or not even deliberately they're just presenting one side of the story and you're agreeing with that and you're not even 
aware that you're becoming an enabler. And then on the other side of it, you know, are you somebody that's really going out and just looking for supporters and only presenting your side of the story in, in hope that you'll get some level of endorsement around what it is that you're, say, you're saying and then you get to stay in your shit town you know you don't have to make the changes you avoid the emotional discomfort attached to whatever it is that that person um, has been saying to you maybe needs to change or maybe needs to be done different so you know it's just something to think about guys you know when you want to be a helpful and supportive um, person to whether it be your family members or your colleagues or your partner or you know that what stance do you want to take around that you know is it a helpful stance is it supporting that person to get them to where they need to go and also for you you know get you to reflect on how you're receiving feedback from others um, you know whether it's something that you need to mull over a little bit more before you go out seeking other people's opinion um, how are you presenting your side of the story, are you presenting it in a balanced way or are you presenting it in a really biased way? You know, trying to reflect back on yourself and working out, you know, what the function of your support seeking is about. Is it about just getting some well-balanced support or is it just going out looking for people that you know 100% are just going to agree with everything that you say and it not necessarily being helpful? So there we go, guys. There's another episode of Life Crusher Live. I hope you enjoyed it. Just little tidbits of information. I want you to stay tuned for my upcoming podcast this week. That is going to be released. What am I doing it on? Rigidity. Rigid thinking. Digging your heels in. Um, if you're a black and white thinker, you are going to love this podcast. It's going to help you really get some awareness around the function of that thinking style, why you need to change it, and how you need to change it. So that will be my um, my podcast that is going to be released this week. So keep an eye out for it, guys. Thanks for watching, and I hope it has all been helpful, and I'll catch up with you guys soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Well AF podcast. If you love listening to Psych Chrissy, please share and subscribe to my podcast or catch all the action on the Infinity Wellness page on Facebook at Infinity Wellness Centre.